Welcome to the Protoss Podcast. Today's date is Friday the 14th of May and you are listening to a weekly roundup of the most important stories from the past week as reported by us. This week we covered doubtful hackers causing chaos with fuel lines, $17 million NFTs and their disappointing physical display, and Microsoft's move to dismantle its Azure blockchain. But first... We kicked off the week with US Securities and Exchange Commission Chair Gary Gensler calling on Congress to consider regulating crypto exchanges. In his first appearance before the House Financial Services Committee, Gensler said that the $2 trillion cryptocurrency market could benefit from more investor protection. The current situation means that exchanges exist without a market regulator and, as explained by Gensler, quote, there's no protection against fraud or manipulation. He believes it would create greater confidence for the crypto industry and notes that some clarity is needed on how some platforms should handle crypto custody. He didn't, however, elaborate on exactly what one of these regulatory frameworks would look like. However, this does make sense as crypto exchanges aren't working to any regulatory framework set by either the SEC or its sister agency, the Commodities Futures Trading Commission. Now, some of Gensler's comments, particularly on potential crypto exchange fraud and manipulation, could be more telling than they first appear. For a long time, Bitcoin investors have wanted the institutional crowd to fully adopt cryptocurrency. And for many, ETFs could be the perfect bait. Canada currently has three Bitcoin ETFs, which are outperforming Grayscale. In the US, however, the SEC is yet to approve a single Bitcoin ETF. Regulators have historically maintained that crypto markets are too susceptible to fraud and manipulation to expose equity markets to digital assets like Bitcoin. On Tuesday, we reported on the hacker crew having doubts about their plots that have caused disruption to US fuel lines. The infamous Bitcoin-loving crew Darkseid were named as the hackers behind the ransomware attack that brought US fuel infrastructure to its knees. But apparently, that wasn't on their to-do list after they posted on their website that, quote, our goal is to make money, not create problems for society. The Georgia-based Colonial Pipeline is one of the country's largest refined fuel carriers. As of late Friday, it halted its operations to contain the threat of Darkseid's ransomware. In fact, even the president weighed in, calling the hack, quote, the most significant and successful attack on energy infrastructure we know of in the United States. Like other ransomware attacks in recent years, Darkseid is holding Colonial's digital infrastructure hostage after smuggling malware onto its back-end systems. The group began its attack on Thursday before stealing 100 gigabytes worth of data from Colonial's network in two hours and locking it with ransomware. Darkseid reportedly threatened to leak this data to harm the company's reputation, unless, of course, the ransom is paid. However, Colonial has kept stum, disclosing neither the amount demanded or their currency of choice. Of course, ransomware crews almost always demand Bitcoin. Since then, Bloomberg has disclosed that Colonial has paid a ransom of $5 million, contradicting earlier reports. Analysts have since warned that the market might get nervous if the situation extends past Wednesday. Adding to the pressure, the Wall Street Journal reported the possibility that this could magnify spiking gasoline futures prices, which were already up 50% year to date. Next up, an NFT collector bought a set of nine CryptoPunks for $17 million at New York auction house Christie's this week, thought to be the second largest NFT deal ever. 
These NFTs were tipped to fetch a hefty sum. In fact, expectations of high premiums led to a substantial initial spike in CryptoPunk prices as speculators looked to capitalise on the hype. Indeed, the sale marked a big payday for CryptoPunk co-creators Matt Hall and John Watkinson, not to mention Christie's. The set of nine CryptoPunks sold for $14.5 million, with Christie's landing over $2.4 million in fees. The buyer paid $16.96 million in total. Christie's obviously hailed the auction as a massive success and another step towards mainstream acceptance of NFT art. But not everyone agreed. In a lengthy Twitter thread, NFT guru at GMoneyNFT explained how Christie's, quote, fucked up the punks auction. The crypto art buyer visited Christie's in the Rockefeller Center for what the gallery pegged as a pre-auction showcase. Da Vinci, Basquiat, Warhol and Banksy, it simply told those in attendance to, quote, look out for the punks. It turns out the auction house had hidden tiny pictures of the artworks around the gallery. What better way to drum up interest in a piece of visual art than to hide it where nobody can see it? G-Money went on to question the ability of a Hallmark player like Christie's to hold effective NFT auctions and suggested they should have displayed the CryptoPunks on digital screens. Either way, G-Money eventually put Christie's approach down to not wanting to disrupt their current business model. Of course, we reached out to Christie's, but we're still waiting for comment. And on Thursday, it was announced that Microsoft will be pulling the plug on its Azure blockchain six years after its initial launch. In a document published last week, Microsoft said its blockchain as a service product will go offline on September the 10th, giving customers four months to find a replacement. Microsoft has yet to give any insight as to why, but it was quick to suggest an alternative, Quorum, run by Ethereum backer Consensus. The Joe Lubin-led blockchain studio brought Quorum from JP Morgan last August. Quorum uses the same GoQuorum ledger technology as Azure, which will no doubt make migration easier for users. Microsoft had deployed the Azure blockchain back in 2015 to cater to those specifically looking to adopt distributed ledger tech without maintaining nodes directly. Companies would turn to Microsoft and pay the software giant to keep a private blockchain network tailored to their needs running smoothly. Most enterprise blockchains are private or permissioned, unlike Bitcoin, which is public. The difference lies in who has control. Private blockchains are often dictated by a small group, similar to a company. Public blockchains, however, like Bitcoin, are controlled by the network at large. Microsoft sadly didn't explain why it's canning the service, but the company launched Azure in the early years of blockchain hype, and it's likely that real-world uptake has been slower than expected. And that's your lot. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we realise that there's only so much we can cover in under 10 minutes. So if you want more of the stories that matter, then head to protoss.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Protoss podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and any other major podcast provider for more weekly roundups. We'll be back next week. See you then. Thank you.